Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, it's me again, Lisa Rose Sullivan, the Rally fan, bringing you another special edition of Spin the Rally Pod from Dirtfish.com. Now, the boys are away playing, getting very giddy and excited about the return of WRC Action Rally Estonia just around the corner now. But we have let Colin Clark loose in the countryside and sent him out to the M Sports stages where he found none other than the clerk of the course for Rally GB, the fabulous Ian Campbell. But you don't need to hear any more from me. Let's hand over to the voice of Rally and have a lovely sit back, maybe make yourself a nice cup of tea or coffee and enjoy his conversation with, as I say, the very fabulous Ian Campbell. It is always an absolute joy to be out watching rally cars. But this weekend's been a little bit special. It really has. The first stage rally in the UK for six months or so up in Cumbria in the Greystoke Forest. It really has been, uh, well, it's been been something of an experience, I'd have to say. Seeing the cars, smelling that mud again, getting wet in the forests been really good fun and maybe you've seen our videos on dirtfish.com but while we're here do you know what the great and the good of British rallying are here certainly uh, one or two of them are anyway and with us now uh, having said the great and the good obviously they're in the service park uh, Ian Campbell you are part of the great and the goody and you always have been and you always will be how are you I'm very well indeed Colin but no no you've you just said that because it was raining and you needed shelter from the in the car and it's a very nice car and I apologise because do you know what I've actually been doing some work this morning Ian uh, and I've been out and I've really really enjoyed it you know through the forests and but I'm quite muddy I'm quite wet your car is rather tidy it's not now Ayer, it's just brilliant to see rally cars and, and, and as you said the, the sound of them but it was um, you know we've got Malcolm Wilson here as a zero car and seeing that escort off Whoa. the line earlier on was was great, but then the launch of that world rally car—that's just phenomenal. That just sits down, grips the earth, and just tears away. Tears away. Tears away. When they got it to work, it didn't work first time, did oh, it? It worked <laughs> the first time. Second time it didn't. Yes. Aye. So it's um, yeah. There's a, a wee teething problem or a gremlin somewhere. Gremlins. Always wait. Now listen, I didn't introduce you properly, Ian. You are part of the great and the good. Uh, you are the clerk of the course for Rally GB. Uh, you're clearly. Uh, what else are you? You're. You're the. Well, tell me what else you are. You're. You're a steward on many events internationally. But what? What is it exactly you do? Well, don't tell me exactly. Generally, well, how would you describe stuff? See, when people who don't know anything about rallying meet you, I mean, you can't just say, "What do you do for a job?" I'm clerk of the course of Rally GB, and I run the British Rally Championship. I run the British Rally Championship. They might get that. Uh, manager of the British Rally Championship. Clark of the Course of Wales Rally GB, which entails that you're actually looking after a, an enormous team that, th- as, as they quite rightly acknowledge, they do the work, uh, and, and I take any of the, the, the acknowledgements for it, so it's, it's great from, from that perspective. Um, yes, I'm lucky to help out at uh, World Championship Rounds as well. 
and what do I do for a job? I don't know, Colin. I really struggle to to describe that one as well. I am employed by Motorsport UK, um, so hence we're we're here today as we were seven weeks ago when we did a a training video with ideas Mm. as to how to get today to work. Um, Here then to to, as a a representative from the governing body, um, but also you know as a fan as well um, to to see everything. So what do I do as a job? I just know I'm very lucky. I have this job, and it's it's a hobby. That's the same as me. That's the same as me. I I, I struggle to tell people what I do. I just talk, talk nonsense (laughs) a lot of the time. I just talk. So let's then, Ian, obviously, uh, you know, it is nice. I haven't really just got you into your car under any sort of false pretenses, i.e. to get out of the pouring rain. Um, There's lots happening and there's lots really, that's really important that's happening this weekend. Clearly, we have had this break six months or so, I think it is, since the last event in the UK. Uh, We all know why. Uh, and we all know the challenges that have faced rallying in the intervening period. It is good to see that there's been an awful lot of thought, effort and consideration has gone into putting this event back on. And we're seeing some real innovation. And, and uh, you know what? Rallying perhaps needed that. It did. Um, you're saying that uh, you know rallying hasn't been in the UK for a while. It's um, quite some coincidence that the last rally in the UK, uh, in the forest, was actually in this forest. Um, for the for the Malcolm Wilson stages, so you know we all know that rallying had to stop, and it has been the hardest part of our, our of the disciplines of our, our sport to to get back. Um, and we're we're fortunate now that we we can. Um, and the organising team here have done a remarkable job within seven weeks' notice that they had to to put this together. Um, yes, they're on the the Greystoke stages at other times of the year, but they've um, worked well with. Doing, making sure every, all communication is electronic, um, which an awful lot of it was in the past anyway. But now the, the crews, the competitors are getting sent their roadbook electronically in advance for printing out. This is a single venue um, rally, so by that we mean it's it's one stage used several times. So it's it's a very it's really just overall maps that they have in the, the roadbook from there. They were sent their time cards in advance for printing off at home as well. So that's new um, because they were always one things that you collect. The marshals have all signed on electronically, so that there's no gathering and sharing of uh, of documents from from that perspective. Um, scrutineering is self declaration, so you say that your car does comply with the regulations, that it does have the the relevant safety gear and such like on it. You you're having a, a a sly smirk at that because you know we all know that absolutely everybody looks for the shortcuts, um, but. There is photographs that have to be done of the seat belts and of the seats and of the the the, the circ- and there's the random circ- checks as well. So and you know, the, the, if you want to be a bit naughty and do anything a bit silly, yeah. uh, chances are you're going to get caught. So, so scrutineers are here, um, you know, to to do that. Motorsport UK have um, put aside fifty thousand pounds worth of PPE um, for all motorsport disciplines um, starting up. So that was shared out within this club and this event back in seven weeks ago when we were here for let's say this training and, and video day. Um, so there's a lot of investment going on mm-hmm. from from there. We're now looking at how the marshals operate with the time cards, and um, whilst this might seem strange to to listeners that are not within the UK, the UK is very much operated on for results of the the time cards go to a or the competitors go to a passage control at the end of the stages. They hand over their time cards, then the the, the Marshal there takes a batch of maybe five, phones that into the results office, the results office then uploads that onto the website and into the results system. So when you're sitting at home, it can take a long time for you to get these results from when the car is actually 
come out at the end of the stage. And when some stages, some events are really close, there is nothing more, ref- uh, you know, disappointing than sitting here, refresh, refresh, refresh on the, on the browser all the time. Now, you know, we're having to use automated timing, which is fantastic because the, the, the times appear instantly, as they do everywhere else around the world. We're just taking a wee bit longer to come to that. So COVID has had a huge impact around the world. Um, but we can also turn around and say today we can learn things because of the situation it's put us into, and I think that that will help the sport in the UK um, and, and and grow from there. I think you're right. I think what we've seen, and it's very often the way in crisis, is that uh, you know you have to think differently. You have to think outside the norm, uh, and quite often innovation comes from crisis, and we're seeing a bit of that, and and uh, within the sport, which is great. I think the one obvious thing this morning, and we we have to talk about this Ian because. You know, rallying, the atmosphere in the service park here is special. And you can tell. You walk around the service park, and service parks are normally fairly happy, jolly places. But there is something really special about the service park here. There's a real buzz about it. But what is missing, quite clearly, because we're not allowed to have any other spectators. And, you know, rallying, this is clubman rallying. Rallying is about the competitors. But clearly, you know, it's a sport that's followed by millions of people around the world. What do you think we can do? What do you think in the inter- intervening period? Well I, well, I tell you what, I have to say that hats off to the fans. They've not tried to get in here. I've not seen any. I've not seen any in here. And there was a fear that they would try and get in. It's been and fantastic right- that, you know, even when you go on, you know, everybody's a keyboard warrior. Mm. And when you go on to, you know, the, the forums or to Facebook pages and such like, everybody has been really responsible with mm. this event. And it's been great. It is fantastic down in the service area. One, because it's all M-Sport cars, right. which is completely unique. Yeah. Um, and yet, nobody's seen each other for five and a half months, yeah, so yeah. there's a, a lot of blethering going on um, from each one. What can we do for the spectators? This um, M Sport have um, gone and put to, or will put together a 40 minute highlight package from this program, which will go out on their Facebook page on, on Thursday evening, which is a nice way of getting this event out. Mm-hmm. Which Greystoke has never been a spectator venue anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, you, know, you can do so much more with, with social media and such like. What can we do to actually get people? into the, the forest and into the stages. That's one that, as a governing body, we need to um, you know, lobby the, the, the landowners, mm. um, and which you know, can be Forestry England, um, National Resources Wales, Forestry Scotland. Um, and, but we also have to completely respect, and it's something that overrides everything, is you know, what is the government, government advice at that time? Mm. Um, you know, at the moment in Wales, I think it's, you can't have a group of more than 30. Mm. Um, Scotland, Scotland has just been no. Scotland was announced yes, you can now have live sporting events up to two hundred people. Oh, okay. So you know, so that's great. So things are starting to to move, and you know, things will mm. develop. Um, yeah, we, we but we're we're looking at watching Formula One that there are no spectators at. You know, the, there's nobody at football such like, and we all are crying out to get our, our fix of sport. I think we are, and and I think what is encouraging is that rally fans do understand the need. To be patient just now uh, you know we will come through this uh, at some point and we yeah. will be allowed back into the forest and you know if we want to have rally cars and we want to be able to follow competition in rallying and we want to see uh, videos effectively tv coverage of rallying then we have to accept that there, there will be compromises in the next possibly year or 18 months and it is encouraging that that that, that seems to have been accepted and if we do that, because rallying is quite unique, you know, we, uh, you were not a stadium-based sport, we're, we're outdoors, which actually is a benefit because clearly the advice is it's, you're safer outdoors. But 
it's very, very difficult to control the fans unless they're on your side. And the fans are on our side just now. They, they, they nearly always are. As you said, there but, are keyboard but, warriors. But what, what we are discussing here is is one aspect of the mm. of the sport of rallying because we're, we're really talking about multi-venue um, a stage rallying. Mm. Um, and by that, I mean where we go from one stage to the other stage to, to another. But the, the, the motorsport in the UK, Motorsport News Circuit Rally Championship will start in November. Mm. Um, so that was completely unaffected because it's run at a circuit as a single venue. And you can control. And spectators are yeah. there separate. Yeah. You can go to, th- this is a private forest, we could go to, you know, if, if, the, if the landowner here um, let spectators come in, we could incorporate it from, from that perspective. The harder part is when you're going to a multi-venue mm. um, and it's how you can, can try to control that movement. But, but then, all these things are being discussed at, at the very highest levels, they, aren't they? they are. and, and um, the fans yeah. aren't being ignored, which is the important thing. They are, you know, the, the, the need, okay, the, the, the first need was to achieve what we've got today, which are cars back on the stages. And then we have to bring back the fans and, and uh, apart normality from, in that apart way. Apart from Rally GB, you know, rallying in the UK is very much a, a participation sport mm. because it's the participants that are funding it and, and mm. making it happen mm. um, through the marshals and the clubs and such like. Rally GB is different because you know it you know it is a, a spectacle um, and there's tickets sold you know for that. So the basis of our our sport is participants and that's what we're, we we have to aim for. And then we just need to look how we get you know spectators into. It. But you know this is is very UK generic because you know you've just come back from a fortnight in Italy. Yeah. Um. You know the there's um, Estonia happening you know next week and okay they've. They're having to reduce their, their spectator numbers and such like. But we're all adapting to it, and we, we're we all learning lots of lessons. Uh, we as are. To how we and and I suppose you know, the, the great thing about uh, global communications is that you, you, you're not just learning lessons from today. You've learned lessons from, from Italy, uh, from what went on in Rome, yeah. and, and then from Alba. You will learn lessons uh, you know, with your Rally GB hat on. You'll learn lessons when you're in Estonia in a few weeks' time. So, you know, it, it is very much a... Uh, you know, a global sporting effort to come up with solutions that are workable for everyone, for the manufacturers at the highest level, for the drivers, the teams, the clubmen, and the fans. And you know, we're, we're getting there, which is the encouraging thing. Here, put it this way: you know, it's six months that these cars have been sitting in sheds yeah. and not going anywhere, and we've now got them back out. And you know, we, it's important. we, we that that's the important part, and mm. we need to try keep pushing forward so that we can continue with our sport. So, uh, Ian. Uh, fantastic. Great news that we're back out rallying. Uh, there are other issues, clearly, that we're still talking about. That, 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 you know, these are not new issues. Uh, calendar issues. Put your Rally GB hat on. And uh, there was an awful lot of concern a few months ago uh, when uh, clearly Rally GB was cancelled. There was then talk of next year's calendar, perhaps only 10 rounds on it, nine confirmed. Goodness me, we're up against some very strong rallies if we want that final slot. Uh, discussions about where Rally GB might be. Are we staying in Wales? Are we going to Northern Ireland? Are we going to Scotland? Yes, please, by the way, Scanner, let's go to Scotland. It would save my ear, Miles. Uh, it would, wouldn't it? Um, but, you know, those are very real concerns for, for rally fans, not just in the UK. You know, Rally GB is, is, is a, a revered rally around the world. Uh, you know, must be getting towards that time where next year's calendar is being discussed and firmed up. Well, what can you tell us of anything? Not very much. You've summed that one up really, really well for us. So that was a that was a short part, part of the podcast. I've got that problem. I should just ask you the question and, <laughs> and let you talk. <laughs> um, so the World Motorsport Council from the FIA is meeting on the 9th of October. It's my 
belief and understanding that the 2021 World Rally Championship calendar will be decided at that meeting. Um, there are nine events that have contracts with the WRC promoter for 2021. Um, we are not one of them um, from, from Rally GB. Um, we do have a, a, a contract with the Welsh Government um, for 2021. Um, discussions, are, you know, it's been as well documented, have been gone ahead with Tourism Northern Ireland. Um, Tourism Northern Ireland came back to us in April, um, saying that you know, in the the current pandemic, um, you know, there there wasn't justifiable cause for for spending that kind of money, um, or on on events, not mm. specifically our event, on events at, at that time, um, you know. But that doesn't mean to say that you know another business case could not be looked at um, from from each one. Um, we have just had our um, our, our figures for twenty nineteen audited um, for Wales Rally GB, which oh, took in a very impressive figures, which nine point seven million return um, of investment into Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, huge yeah, social. You know what I like about that, Ian? You know, I, I've seen some figures banded around about spend on events and they are quite clearly anyone that's got half a brain in terms of mathematics and arithmetic can work it out and it's it's tosh some of it yeah i'm t- not talking about yours clearly but in the past i've looked at it and you know they've talked about 50 60 million pounds or euros worth of return on investment and or money spent in the local area and you go nah that well, doesn't add up but your figures are impressive and they're realistic they're well, believable if you, they're seven months old colin you know, mm. because it's taken seven months for us to collate that information, and right. um, for us to audit it, and then it goes to the Welsh government for auditing as well. So, hence, you know, they are you know the genuine figures that, mm. that go out there. So it's it's impressive what comes in, it. and mm. also you know it's there for the number of Marshall days and, and everything like that. Is is it's it's a big big event, um, and it you know it's got value right round. And then you hear Elfin saying you know that Rally GB, yes, it's another gravel round of the World Rally Championship, but it's a unique gravel round um of the of the world rally championship because it is you know it's it's high speed the stages are, are unlike anywhere else conditions can be unlike anywhere else and it's um it's rallying heartland we have been part of the world rally championship since the world rally championship started um and i would really really like to be on that calendar for 2021 for lots and lots and lots of reasons um, you know, the some personal is, and some for the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, but you've done a great job. You, you and the team, Ian, have done a fantastic job over the past few years, really transforming Rally GB. It, you know, what what kept Rally GB alive for many years was, as you say, the unique quality of the stages. There was an awful lot that surrounded the rally that wasn't so great, uh, and you've done a lovely job in turning that around and making it into a sellable commodity again, which the Welsh government clearly have have confidence and faith in. Uh, and you have to be applauded for that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed because as we've seen with rallies in the past, when you lose your slot on that calendar, goodness me, it's hard to get back on again. Yeah, absolutely. And, and But it's, you know, there are nine rallies that are contracted for, for 2021. Um, you know, traditionally, um, or in, I hate the, you know, do you say a normal year, we'd be looking at 14, maybe 15 rounds. I've um, heard that yeah, one yeah. or two people pushing for six rounds next year. Yeah, six. So, so I now almost fell off my chair. You, you, you're, you're upsetting me now at six, and, <laughs> and, and, um, and three people have got a contract would be very upset. <laughs> yes. um, but you know the the, the the banded stories seem to be ten to ten to, to twelve. 12. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so we we need to you know. To, Which I think is right. I'd have to say, and I, I I'd have to say that you know, much as we've discussed earlier on, the fact that this pandemic has 
caused us to to rethink an awful lot of things in our lives uh, and with the sport in particular uh, you know i think some of the you know, we've seen Formula One basically putting a hold on, on technical developments, uh, looking at ways of... Whose phones are these? These are mine and yours. That's all right. This makes it more authentic, I think. My phone pinging, your phone pinging. That's all right. We're sitting in your car in the forest. That's what happens. Oh, there's a car going out. It's Wilson going out. Again, that'll be stage four he's heading towards. Um, you know, we cannot just ignore the environment into which we will emerge post-pandemic because it'll be a very different environment. And the issue... I think that we're going to be faced in our sport is investment. Investment from sponsors, investment from uh, manufacturers, uh, investment from tourist authorities. And we have to address the fact that money is going to be extremely tight. Um, And I'm not entirely sure that in certain areas we've quite grasped that yet. Uh, But in the terms of the calendar, it looks like that is being considered, and that will be something that we'll see. We, you know, we'll, the, the, the promoter wanted 16 rounds, and that was very much a, a firm goal for them to war- move towards 16 rounds. 12 rounds is quite a considerable cut, and what they wanted, 10 would be even more. But it does look as if that desire to cut the costs, the travel costs, the calendar costs, is going to be potentially enacted. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's the impossible situation, and, and I'm... I'm looking at it from a far, far lower level in that I've got a calendar to do for the British Rally Championship mm. within the next fortnight, and it's like, what will 2021 look like? Um, but Single if you look venue. at it from the... Single from, venue. But if you look at Here it from in the, the forest. But if you look, <laughs> we'll go one way one <laughs> week, and we'll go the other way the other <laughs> week. <laughs> You're Malcolm, we can maybe we can speak to him shortly. But it's for, for the global promoter, yes, you can see that uh, costs and the, the article that um, Tom Fowler gave for you on, on dirtfish.com about you know once a month and what that does for staff rotation and things like all understandable. But you can also see it from the promoter's point of view that if he can get, see, you see he, the group can get more events, um, that means that there's there's more media coverage, there's more countries that are visited, there's more touch points as well. Can that then, and it's a bit of the chicken and egg, does that then open up more investment because you're getting more exposure out of it and you're becoming more of a, because to me the calendar that was proposed for running in 2020 was the best calendar for the World Rally Championship. It was a World Rally Championship. It oh, no, had it was, all the touch points. It yeah, was fantastic. Yeah. And that was, I think, to me, it looked like the ideal. Mm. Um, and so, yes, we we maybe have to just pull a wee bit on the purse strings for 2021. But I think that that, sh- that should not become the norm. And I think that you know we need to go back to the ambitions that were there mm. because it is a World Rally Championship. Um, and there are so many other markets than just we are very focused on on Europe. No, I agree with that. I mean, but apart even, from the Welsh, but we've got I, to keep I, that. I, do, I, do, <laughs> I, I entirely agree with that. I, I think you're right. We, we need to have a good geographical spread, and uh, I, you know that looked as if that would be Oliver Seasler, who was the head of uh, WRC Promoter. Perhaps his legacy would have been a, you know a decent geographical spread. Obviously, the pandemic's paid to that. Uh, but I, I'm I'm not convinced about sixteen or possibly 18 rounds. I'm not convinced. I think quality. I think I think Tom Fowler made a very, very good point. One a month, I think, is plenty. But we have to be very careful about the places that we go to. And we have to make sure that we're going to places that offer variety, that offer spectacle, that offer quality competition, and that offer the standards that the WRC demands. And if we get that right, then... You're going to have 16 to 18 events. No, because, no, 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 no. I you know, think you're going to have 10 or 12 events, but you've got to have the right spread. Uh, you know, you, you, the imbalance in Europe has to be addressed. 
which you don't like me saying clearly. No, no, I'm glad that it was overdrawn there by a car just went past. <laughs> I never heard that, but but yeah, you no, know, you, you, you know, you, you don't because yes, it kind of, yes, it makes sense, um, but there are far more really strong events than ten or twelve. You know, if you go globally, and and you can't rotate because you know it, it doesn't it doesn't work because it doesn't keep the sponsors on board, doesn't keep the teams involved. Uh, as teams, I mean, as an organising team, mm. you know, and, and all these things, it makes things very difficult. And I appreciate that I'm looking at that from a very selfish perspective. No, no, um, no it's as, good to as see a, your as, you know, as an organiser. Mm. Um, and you know, if you spoke, you know, to to, to Glenn at Rally Sweden or Kai and Rally Finland, uh, you know, they would be of exactly the same. Yeah, go and do these things, but don't do it without but, event. So, but. And, you know, and, 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 all that you're saying makes absolute sense, Ian, and, and, and you're right, you know, if we could go rallying every week with top-level rallying and we had top-level TV coverage that was free-to-air that people didn't have to pay for, uh, and we had quality rallies with quality competition and the rallies looked different every week, fantastic. But who's going to be going to these rallies? Are you going to get Hyundai? Are you going to get M Sport? Are you going to get Toyota? Absolutely not. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think that, you know, Yes, you can have a look at the what twenty twenty one is because that's you know we've got this crunch point, but I don't think we just take all this business model that we've all worked towards and just throw it out straight away. No, but and, we don't. And, we don't ignore. We don't ignore the fact that that business model will be seriously impacted by what we're all going through at the, at the moment. We can't just. We can't just. So, so, I've, so, I've yeah. heard this too often, unfortunately, from people in relatively high places. You know, it's too late to change. Yeah, but the decisions you made were in January. Yeah. And the decisions you made paid because we didn't know in January what was going to hit us. You were made without any consideration for the impact of this global. So no. we have to take so, bear that in mind, sure. So, so, so from what the, you know, n- none of us know exactly what the, the promoter is looking at, what the FIA is going to propose to the, to the, the World Motorsport Council or anything like that. But the, the rumours and the stories are that we are somewhere between 10 to 12 events, which does sound, you know, eminently sensible. Um, and it, for for budgets, for well, we don't know what world travel will look like. Um, I have got this fanciful idea in my head that uh, that when the bells ring for Hogmanay on the thirty first of December, uh, and we enter into twenty twenty one, it's a whole new world. And twenty twenty didn't happen. And I know that that's I think a lot of people think yeah, the same thing. Twenty twenty so, is the pandemic. Yeah, so you Monte know, Carlo will be fine. Absolutely, because that's twenty twenty one. Exactly, and mm. you, know, you know, none of us still know. So. It, it, I think it's all being looked at incredibly sensibly, where everybody and every sport, every business, um, is at the moment, you know, trying to work their way around it. And fantastic to the guys who have got the strategy and the forward planning that can see their way forward from this. I'm reassured by your confidence that there are people that do have that that ability to look ahead and that ability to work out potentially what might happen that, that that reassures me a bit I'd have to say because you know there was a time when it worried me that maybe we were we were ignoring really at times some, some of the some of the communications that came out the lack of communications I thought this is this is all a little bit actually scary it's almost kind of head in the sand type attitude but what we didn't see was the work by as you say some very very bright very effective people in the background who were I'm sure working ferociously to um to plan, to plan in a, an environment which is almost impossible it to plan. Changes in. every week or yeah, changes every yeah, day. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I may be sounding a little bit pessimistic, but I, I, but I'm not. I'm absolutely not. But you know, 
the thing with rallying is it, it is all about economics. Always has been. You know, it's about money. If you've got the money, we go rallying. If 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 companies are prepared to, if they're making money, they're prepared to invest in, in manufacturer teams, then we have a healthy sport. If they're not, we struggle, as we saw kind of 2006 through to 2012. Um, yeah, but then you've just come from Rally Alba, which mm-hmm. was a 140 car field. Oh, it was astonishing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and it was all homologated cars. Why was there a 140 car field? Because of the pent-up demand. Well, no? pent-up demand and because of Hyundai. And because Hyundai put a huge amount of effort, my point is, in, unless you know, unless we have the likes of Hyundai, who are not only backing clearly what goes on in the World Championship, but we see it in the British Championship, in Irish rallying, in Italian rallying, you know, there is massive support coming down from the manufacturer to national rallying. Uh, unless we have a pinnacle of the sport which attracts them, and this worries me a touch, in that we've got mm-hmm. Hyundai and 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 Toyota propping up the championship just now. And M Sport is, and I, I I take my hat off to Malcolm Wilson, it is the most difficult time probably in his commercial career. But we have to have a sport which is attractive to the likes of Hyundai and Toyota and allows them to then invest at lower levels, which is what they're doing, what they're doing just now. And it worries me that we're not seeing potentially other manufacturers knocking our door down. No, there's that bit there, and, and you need to have the, the top-level sport of the World Rally Championship to be the aspirational bit Ooh, yeah. for everybody to come in through the grassroots level. Um, because you know the, the, the grassroots where people will head up to the top of the, the, mm. um, to the ladder, that's where the FIA have now come up with their, their Rally Stars initiative. Which, Fantastic. You know, Back you know, to Pirelli which, Star Driver. Fantastic. Here, Who back, came to Pirelli back, Star back Driver? to the Ford Rally Search 1987. Oh, yes, George Donaldson. Yes. And who stole George Donaldson's seat? Who stole George Donaldson's seat? Stole it. No, I don't know that one. I know a couple of his co-drivers. McRae. McRae. Colin McRae. George's drive was was, was bins and the budget and the car. Oh, I've never heard that story. Yes. Oh, I might be talking out of line here. Oh, dear. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, apparently, yeah. Yeah, apparently. um, So he had had some some drives lined up, obviously, because he won that. Because 88 Colin was in the group. And then it never happened. Never happened because the money went to someone else. Anyway, yeah. that's beside the point. But, you know, um, Pirelli Star Driver, well, you know, Oit Tanak, Elvin Evans, Molly Taylor, the lovely Molly Taylor. Pardon? Hayden Padden, yes, of course. Uh, so, you know, it, one or two it, others. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, you know, so it worked and, and, mm. you know, came, and came through from there. So there's all these initiatives that, that need to come through, and I think the, the, the sport is working. Do you, think it's, do you think it's, it's you know, uh, put aside, <laughs> difficult to put aside, uh, the global pandemic? Um, Right, what's happening right now in, 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 in commerce is that businesses that were struggling before the pandemic are going under. And I, I've been back home in Dundee for the past week and it's very, very sad to see. You walk through the, the high street and there are uh, businesses that have been there forever that are closed, others that are closing down quite clearly. Uh, these are businesses that were probably not in the, in the best of form before the pandemic hit. Uh, I guess it's the same for us. You know, I think sports and championships that we're healthy, will survive, and we'll see through this difficult period. So do you think that generally that we were in a pretty good position, that we were in a healthy position to move forward uh, pre-pandemic, and therefore potentially post-pandemic, we will be able to pick that up again? So when you say we, okay, I've, I'm sitting oh, here with uh, yeah, a Motorsport UK hat on, a British yeah. Rally Championship hat on, yeah. or a, a Rally GB hat on, which is part of the World Championship. Yeah. So 
you know, which one of these pillars is strong? Which one of these pillars are, are we are we talking the about? Sport. So, the sport, so, then. Let's talk so, about the sport. So the the sport we had have had uh, three years at the top level in the World Rally Championship of the closest rallies that we've had. Multiple winners. Multiple winners. Um, you know, on each event, the stage times have all been very very close. Mm. Um, we're looking at, at Rally Two, which has had. Not only multiple winners, but as multiple manufacturers mm-hmm. um, coming through strongly from from there. Um, the the Junior World Rally Championship has been a strong championship, and that it's taking double figures competitors mm-hmm. to five rallies um, right through the the season. Um, you're looking at World Championship events that are all sitting roughly about sixty to sixty five entries for the the you know the pinnacle of our, our sport. Um, so and you've got increased viewing figures. Um, you've got the most fantastic coverage with um, All Live. Um, so the sport has, has transformed mm. um, in, in the last three years on a world championship level. Um, you've got the um, the rallies that I've got small knowledge of in, in Europe, um, which, again, got a lot of R5 cars in it, a lot of, or sorry, Rally 2 cars in it and, and Rally 4 cars. Um, you know, So they're going, going strong from there. Mm. Come to the UK, um, we've got the regional championships for England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland. Um, England and Welsh championships are doing extremely well um, from there. Scotland has maintained its, its level um, of, of entries for the last sort of three to four years um, from there. Northern Ireland were actually looking to change their format quite dramatically this year and go actually to a lot of single venues. Um, so that would have been interesting to see how, how that went. So I think UK from that perspective we're we're going well British Rally Championship which I'm involved in um, has had close competition Um, we had going into the final round sorry the penultimate round uh, last year um, the top two were tied Um, so it really was winner takes all Um, the juniors have have always gone down to um, just to points finishing Mm -hmm. from there could do with some more numbers Um, you know so, so you know but it's in it's a UK marketplace of we don't have an awful lot of, mm. of homologated cars because the UK likes to have cars that have been built themselves or, or the, it's the engineering bit of of, mm. of, of, this island, of these islands that, that comes out from there. That, and we're all sitting drooling at Malcolm's uh, MDA, uh, BDA, sorry, mm. um, Escort, and, which is 42 years since that thing went out That's of production. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you think, why are we still rallying that? And then you hear them dropping the clutch. Yeah, and why you see it in the stage, and you know yeah. why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, so, so, it, it, you know, so basically, we're saying that, that we were in a fairly healthy position. So, therefore, there's no reason to think that you know, given time, and it will take time, uh, you know, we might not be in a, a reasonable position going forward. That, that's, although, that's, that's encouraging, I guess. Yeah, that's, although the UK drivers' age is. Uh, mostly 45 plus mm. um, or 17 to 21 it's a bit in the middle we haven't got an yeah. awful lot of um, so we could do with some more of, of, of that um, and where do you find the next 17 year olds you know, with, with, with the juniors because well, they're, that they're that's going decided. or they're going PlayStation well, PlayStation seems to be the way uh, I am not entirely convinced that is the way but it'll be an, it's an interesting experiment that the FIA are you know they're, they're being brave enough to to get involved in with this new uh, rally star search and and, and using yeah. 
the uh, e-technology, the uh, the PlayStation technology, whatever. They, what, what is it? It's not PlayStation, is it? Is it PlayStation? Is that what they call it? No, no, it's uh, e-gaming. Is it not Atari? Oh, well, there you go. Yes. <laughs> Next year we're coming out with X81. the Spectrum 128. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm not really an old fart. Look at the power um, that's sitting <laughs> in your mobile phone that's on the, di- the dash of the car there. <laughs> no, that's good news. That's good news. Um, Good. Good. Well, I have to say, I, I do feel encouraged, Ian, having spoken to you for the last half hour. We could talk for an awful lot longer, but would you believe that's now 34 minutes and 48 seconds we've been talking for? Jeez, Anything else you wanted to talk about? Are you going to eat that egg and ham sandwich? Uh, sorry, no. cheese and ham. No. So, so we're here. No, and, and but, you know, David Evans bought this. And who buys a cheese and ham sandwich from a service f- station? You want something in it other than cheese and ham, don't you? But then it's Marks and Spencer's jumpers as well. Yeah, yeah. No, he, but, Marks and Spencer's jumpers, yeah. He's a bit worrying at times, David. It's got 396 calories in it. When did they start putting that so prominently on the front of them in sandwiches to make you feel guilty about it? But I have something else to talk about. Isn't it great to see 43 M Sport cars here oh, yeah. today? Oh, I, and, I, and actually, the other one has seen the Fiesta ST. Yeah. Then into the, the R2. Yeah. And then the R2T. And then you've got a, an O2 Focus here. You've got a, an O3. And then an O6 model. The, the full range. The full range. Yeah, no, it's great. And, and the only Escort is, is Malcolm's, you know. So but they, that was they, built by M Sport as well. It was built by M Sport, yeah. Um, no, you know, Malcolm, we talked to him the other day and he, he said when the idea was proposed, he thought maybe 15, 20 cars and within two hours of opening the entries, they had 45. It was a full entry. You know, yeah, it is great to see the range. And, and you know, I talked again to, to Matthew Wilson this morning, who's car number one, he's in the World Rally car. And as he came out the stage, the, the way it is here, it's two way, isn't it, in and yes. out of the stage. Not quite two way in and out of the stage. That, that would cause problems, but you know what I mean. They do a big loop, yeah, and it's, one, it's loop. the same, same access and exit road. Yeah, he said as he came out, obviously passing all the cars waiting to go in, uh, he said it was quite an, uh, almost an emotional moment. All the R5s, the old world rally cars, and as you say, the STs that he started and yeah. crashed with me in it once. Did he? didn't crash. That's unfair. I apologise, Matthew Wilson. You didn't crash. Sardinia. Uh, no. Yes, Sardinia. Yeah, we were on a, it was a media day. I was first in the car in the morning up in the hills and it was their test ST car and they'd driven, they'd just driven it to destruction. Yeah, yeah. But it hadn't quite destructed until I got into it. And we were bowling along and those little STs move at some speeds. I did a rally in one. Did you? Oh, I did a rally in one too but it didn't last very long. No, no, I was was, me and Barry Clark. Oh, yes. We were seated six in our little Fiesta. Do you know what we had behind us? We we had we had an Aston Martin behind us, and he never caught us all, all day. He no, never he never caught us. But anyway, so so we're in Sardinia at this media day, and there's a whole load of my media colleagues up there, and I'm going. No, I'm getting in this car first. Of course I am. Don't expect me to sit around all day. So I get in with Matthew, and off we go. And I'm thinking this is a wee bit quick for a gravel road. And then we came down. It was a very fast. I remember a really fast left hander. You had a cliff face on the right, not a cliff face, a rock face on the right hand side, and it. Tightened sharply into a bridge. <laughs> and as we turned into the bridge, clonk. And Matthew starts, and he, honestly, I mean, it was it was proper skill because, you know, the front left suspension collapsed. Go- collapsed. Uh-huh. Collapsed. And he managed somehow to wrestle this car, you know, to break the car, not to break it, to break, to you know, avoid us hitting any of the stanchions on the bridge and to get across the bridge. And it spun round on the other side of the bridge. So I think, Matthew, 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 but we're supposed to do that. He went, Call, we'll get out and have a look and the wheel was completely folded under so that's why you got him back when he you took him out in the r5 yes yes that was <laughs> afterwards yeah his face was a picture in that <laughs> yeah and, and you know for years that was um wow where is that it's the airfield near here isn't it yeah and it was the uh when the r5 came out another media day uh, myself david evans was up there and one or two of our other colleagues 
and yeah, I, I yeah. crashed. Is that too too strong a word? <laughs> I haven't seen. I've only seen the the YouTube video. Yeah, I can't tell exactly yeah, what it yeah. was. So I hit some bollards, some some of those water filled bollards because right. I misunderstood what he said. Because I was, I was I, you know, I'm not a driver, as you well know. But I, you know, it was it was just nice to get in the car to feel the power, and actually, eventually, to discover how easy it was to drive. But Matthew was next to me and and clearly coaching me on what to do. And my biggest concern was that I pushed rather than pulled. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like you went down really, and set up. That, that could re- be expensive. That really, really concerned me as I was driving up the M6. That's all I could think about. So we get going, and, and I'm doing all right, and we're going down the straight, and we, we go around the hairpin, and I, I actually thought I did okay around the hairpin, you know, on the handbrake, round and off we went. And then we come across a really fast section into what was a, it was in front of the hospitality area where the engineers <laughs> were. So, and they had the, all the bollards obviously protecting that. And you had to go around this, this section, and... Uh, we're coming in with a fourth gear, and, uh, and then we're down to three, and then he shouts down two. The I'm first. Like, well, I'm down to the pub. Down, down <laughs> to where? And it completely confused me. And you could see it. I'm down uh-huh. two, down two. What does what down two mean? And by the time I'd worked out, we were all over the place and smacking into bollards. So my claim to fame for many years was that I was the first person to crash a Fiesta R5. Until my esteemed colleague, David Evans, then pointed out that actually he'd been in the car earlier that morning and he'd pinged it as well. But he hadn't told anybody. Hadn't told anyone until I started boasting that I was the first person. And obviously he likes to better me every time. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so there is, there, is, there is talk about this new, what is it, the R3 car or the R4 car? So, R3 car, which is, is the, the R4 drive. car with a front, with a, yeah. another differential and a couple of drive Let's talk about a media day for that. I'm not on the list, apparently. It's outrageous, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, but that car looks exciting. That that whole concept so it looks really exciting because, I mean, Groupen has disappeared. Groupen's um, gone, clearly. There's no, yeah. there's no Mitsubishi. And you know Mitsubishi in the UK now have pulled, pulled out the UK. Did yes. you know that? Yes. So you, you're, yeah. You're right yeah, which, from, yeah. yeah, which is really hard for all the dealers and everything mm. like that. But the, the Rally 3 initiative you know, again, open up to more manufacturers. Um, what a wonderfully affordable. You cost know capped yeah. um, from, from there. The performance that you see from the three-cylinder, one-litre cars, whether it be, you know, the, the, the 208s, the Clios, whether mm. it be, uh, you know, the, the Fiestas, th- they don't hang about when you see them on the stage. now with two-wheel drive. No. Nope. So, you know, with a bit more grip, um, yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's just an exciting prospect as, you know, and it starts to build that whole ladder. And then and Rally One has, has changed as well, so they're now a strong sorry, Rally Five is now going to be a stronger car. Um, so for the introductory car uh, for for gearboxes and brakes and such like. So mm-hmm. there is now a reason to start looking at homologated cars, which you know, brings up the the whole aspects of the appeal of the sport mm-hmm. to the, the people that are outside just now. Instead of looking at cars that are are forty years old. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's exciting times. I can't wait to see that car. Uh, I, I think we'll see one very early next year, which will be very exciting indeed. Good, good, Ian. Listen, I have to say, we're, we're now up to take a guess. Do you want to guess? Forty-four minutes, and also the rain stopped, so we might go out and see some people now. Is that sun? Is that sun? No, I think, I, 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 I think it almost not, is. And yeah. is that who would that be sitting there with his bonnet on there? Is that Jaggy bonnet? That's that's Jaggy. Uh, yes. So that, the, for all, those of you who don't, know, that's John Fife. He is he is uh, what would you call him, a stalwart? Of Scottish Rally Media, is that stalwart, stalwart, the right word. Uh, yeah, he's um, uh, yeah, and a former co-driver of John Cleland of the British go. Touring Cars. There you go, there you go, John Fife, lovely man indeed. If you've ever actually go and have a look at his blog because we were talking actually with David Evans earlier on about him. sorry John, but we were talking about you. Um, just seeing how how entertaining his writing is. It is indeed. And, you know, he 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 tells stories. He's a storyteller, um, and he's not afraid to use 
colloquialisms. Is that the word? It is the word, isn't it? Your Scottishness and these stories. Um, well, if, if, and he's if, quite you know, self understand my language on this, uh, you know, they'll understand what John's writing. Jaggy Bonnet. Look it up. Bonnet. 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 As in... B-U-N-N-E-T. Have a wee look. That's John John5.co.uk. John5.co.uk. There you go. That's the way to have a look at it. John Fife. Lovely man indeed. Uh, We're going to call that quit, Scunner, because we are now at 43 minutes. But no, thank you, Carl. Uh, It's been a joy. It's been a joy. It's past that shower. It has passed the shower. And you might have heard me opening (laughs) the sandwich. It's lunchtime, Scunner. We'll speak to you later. Cheers now. We don't need to hear Colin eat, so that is a good time to leave him. And we will be back with Rally Estonia. That's next on the schedule. WRC action back at the beginning of September. And you'll be able to read about all the build-up, all the action leading up to that event on dirtfish.com. Make it your first stop for rally news and views. And if you've got any comments or questions you want the team to answer at Dirtfish Rally on Twitter is perhaps the best way to get in touch. But for now, I'll leave you with an image of Colin Clock stuffing his face with a ham sandwich. But we'll be back with more talk about rally cars very soon.